Welcome to the Let's Talk Autism podcast. I'm Michelle Davey. And I'm Christelle. And it's Monday the 29th of March. The start of World Autism Awareness Week. And this is the Let's Talk Autism podcast marathon. This week, as part of the National Autistic Society's Super 7 Challenge, we will be recording seven podcasts a day for the seven days of World Autism Awareness Week. That's 49 podcasts in a week. It sure is. We better get on with it, Christelle. Let's go. Roll tiles. See, we've been a SEN officer. Um, you deal a lot with EHCPs, is that correct? Yeah, well, I apply, so, I apply for them, yeah, and do the yeah. interviews and stuff. So I think a lot of parents, I, I don't think I've met any parents who have said, you know what, getting the EHCP has been smooth sailing, <laughs> none. Um, a lot of people find it quite challenging, mm. but I have some good news. Our EHCP was issued today. Yay! Finally! Oh, <laughs> it, uh, is it a draft? Yeah. You've got your draft through? We, we had the draft and we had to amend it big okay. time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Kind of, yeah, it was almost like very generic you know but I think one thing I've noticed about people that are going through the process I don't think people I don't know if the rights is the right word but they don't know whether they can challenge um you know some of the decisions that have been made on their behalf or their charge's behalf mm. do you can you tell us a little bit about if you get EHCP draft and you don't really agree with it do you have to go along with it or can you you know so you you absolutely should challenge it absolutely I challenge everyone just based on uh, funding (laughs) first of all because the the local authority will try and give you the lowest amount of funding they can get away with always as a minimum as a Senko I challenge on funding because he guaranteed that you'll then get a bit more which is going to benefit the child I always have the parent come in um, once the draft is and we literally sit together and we go through page by page highlight cross out go where on earth have they got that bit of information from (laughs) that's a load of nonsense is this somebody else's child so literally go through it with a fine tooth comb together Um, and then I and then what we do is we double prong the parent replies and I reply with our amendments and what, what would you do if you believe that your child has a special educational need and you present it to the school, but the, the school say, we think your child is fine and they're managing, we don't agree? You, as a parent, absolutely go and apply for an EHCP yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, um, yeah. but I, I'm, I would definitely um, do it yourself because... That's what uh, we did. You absolutely have a right to, and and just thinking about uh, thinking about my daughter now and how my, her school would never in a million years have picked it up, and I think they would have laughed me out of the office had yeah. I said uh, she's definitely struggling. I mean, absolutely yeah. would have laughed me out, or they'd have gone, "Oh, it's your parenting, oh, you know, it's your parenting. You're you know not a very good parent. You haven't got mm. boundaries. You need boundaries." Like, it, I mean, it so wasn't. I know my child, and it so wasn't that. If I felt that it had been impacting her, I would have, I'd have applied for it. But I think yeah. definitely apply for it. Because I think there is a difference how children, depending on what their needs are, but children do present differently in yeah. different contexts for a yeah. whole host of reasons. And I think, you know, 
you, you, that has to be taken into account. So if what you're saying about your child at home, that's that's true. That's your child. You know what you're, yeah. what's going on at home. My yeah. son presents exactly the same, no matter where he is, no matter what he's doing, no matter who he's with, he's exactly the same. So it's much easier. <laughs> and I think, I think that, that's no the, different. I think the important point you made there is that you are the one who knows your child. Because I think sometimes what I have found is when you are dealing with professionals, they almost speak as though their their word is the the law and make you feel like a little bit insignificant. And you're thinking, but you don't know my child like I do. My child, you're the expert, not me. You're mm. the expert in your child. You're the expert in your child. I'm the expert at kind of the provision that we can put in place and, I, and, and the resources that I can draw upon and the referrals that I can make. That's my expertise. Your expertise is your child. Yeah. And those two things have to come together. And how, Kelly, as lockdown affected EHEPs, would you say? I won't mention the borough that I live in. Um, <laughs> it's really frustrating that, you know, it's, it's supposed to be happening. Um, you can't get hold of anyone. It's really, really, really frustrating. I've got a really vulnerable child that I've been trying to sort out their draft and get the school names that needs to be named on the HCP and it's been it's really everything has been severely delayed and I don't really understand why because there's absolutely no reason why they can't answer their phones I don't I don't know what the delay I don't understand everybody else is managing to work from home you can't keep telling me it's COVID because actually yeah. we've all sorted ourselves out now so come on that's, that's it. not an excuse anymore <laughs> well that's it you know you kind of think at the beginning I, I get it you know we were all finding our feet but now there's no excuses so I think with regards to the local authority where I am and that's been my stamina getting them moving it's just um, and they've almost used the kind of well there's a bit slightly relaxed on the time scale and it's not really and it's like it's not it's okay. a lie that's that's actually not a, okay a, a lie because yeah, we, we were told we were told that but my husband is an SEN officer and when they said that he said that's rubbish yeah. and as soon it's as he said okay. that they could not say a word no they could but not that, say they keep, a word they keep they keep pouring that out but there has been a the, the plus side is getting professionals together is a lot easier now um getting hold because before you know if uh, an annual review trying to get your ep speech and language therapist your ot everybody and, and the parents all into one room at the same time that was like, logistically really difficult now that's much much easier so you know getting all those targets set having the discussions the annual reviews that's all been a much much easier i think um the challenge is getting it then pushed through with the local for i've found that that's been for me that the trickiest part so what and kind of strain is it on the school when you don't have an ehp for a child who is in need it's it's financial yeah because ultimately that the school are having to put resources in um resources in schools are stretched so much with all the, the cuts over the you know the last few decade um it just means there isn't there isn't there aren't the support staff that we can just deploy and say okay you need to go and work with them or you need to support that class or there's a little group over there that need a bit of an intervention we just don't have we don't have spare bodies in the same way anymore we, we're we're running like a real skeletal kind of system 
and and you know having a child with with SEN needs that might need that additional support in the in the in you know as a, a person or someone running their interventions running their speech and language program that costs the school money it, it's a, a it is financial which is really frustrating but obviously yeah, that's school, really sad. Yeah, yeah it, it, you know, these are children. These are children, yeah. and I know I'm. I'm really lucky. My head teacher absolutely prioritises making sure the resources are deployed to the, the the children that need it the most. But the pot is only so big, and you know, getting that EHCP in place enables the school to be able to consistently provide the resources for those children. And also, yeah. to me, it really make it clear these this is the child's needs. This is what they need. Yes. This is not made up. This is not oh, well, I fancy this or you know, such and such. They need this. We've had an assessment take place, and this child needs this. And I think that's that's the biggie is making sure they get what they need. With regards to the funding, because there's all different levels, isn't there, of funding? Mm. Um, if you feel the school are happy to go along with something but you feel I know that the school would probably push to get the full funding as well how difficult is that then to apply for full funding to, to apply for additional if funding they so you, given, yeah if they haven't given yes yeah. so what what you what I'm um, when you apply for an HCP you've you put in a provision document which outlines how much you are spending on that child so every school initially has to spend six thousand pound from their budget first so you have to kind of basically outline how have you spent that £6,000 and then demonstrate that you are spending above and beyond that. Um, so you would do that in a like an Excel document and you'd be like, they, they have one-to-one -one for this number of hours and the reason they need that is X, Y, and Z. They have this intervention. We've had to pay for a speech and language therapist. We've had to, you know, and you outline all their costs and you say, okay, this child is currently costing us 12,000, 15,000, 20,000 pounds a year. So take out our 6,000 that we, we have to provide out of our own budget. We, we, we need that top up. So it's about demonstrating wh where that money is being spent. It never costs, it never covers the cost. If your child does yeah. need a, one, a full time one to one, mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't cover the cost at all by the time you've got your own cost. But it, and if what, what you find sometimes is at an annual review, if a child's needs have changed and actually the provision you've got in place isn't working and actually you need more, you can add additional evidence to kind of apply for extra funding and then it goes to a board and a panel back as well this is what my worry yeah was you'd with yeah, if, is that they'll start withdrawing it as he gets out I don't think they will I think they'll know that different things like we had his review yesterday and where some things are ticked off oh yeah you know he's confident he can you know he's sort of ticked that target off so new targets come in that are going to need more support with well, and that, for some children yeah might they say well they've achieved that and we can drop the funding now if if they're making a lot of progress what you, what you have to argue is they're making that progress because of that provision yeah um, right. and you, you what you have to argue is that if you take away that provision they're not going to make that progress yeah. and sadly for what I've only ever had it's only happened once we had a child that they did that she'd made so much progress she did amazingly well they they dropped her funding and then the following year minimal progress and we were like there you go and yeah. what's happened is that child had an academic year which was detrimental to her why you know yeah. she she needed so sadly that was how you know that we had to demonstrate that and then the funding went back up again yeah. but that was 
yeah I mean but who suffers the child suffers isn't it we could we could talk to her for ages because yeah. I mean this topic is such a big topic and so many parents have so many questions about it's it not honestly easy. it's yeah. not easy is it it's such a minefield and it's really political and it's yeah. really and, and and how much you know the finances impact and actually this is your child it shouldn't be about money it should be about you know, but I've you know I've sat on the panel at the Learning Trust and and to 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 kind of for me to understand the process better, which has really helped me. We need you back on, Kelly. I think. I okay, think we'll do another. We'd like one. to do a question and an answer and a yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That would be really really helpful. Mm-hmm. Would you do that with us? Uh, absolutely, of course. Thank you so much, Kelly. Bye. Bye. Bye.